Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Tampa Bay sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, October 16th. Lots to get to. We're going to talk about the Bucks with their great victory on Thursday night up in Philly. We're going to talk about the Bolts back in action. Started off the week a little bit slow, but definitely had a great win on Thursday night. And we're going to touch on the Rays and why they're not playing this weekend. We'll be right back. The number here is 877-448-7901. There's a lot going on at the Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at the Landing featuring several signature Landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer and cocktails, and a lot more. And if you're looking for entertainment, we've got it. National holidays, food events, live music, karaoke, cornhole, and live TV. Trivia. Check out our full menu on Facebook or online at thelandingvalrico.com. Sports is back and we've got that too. The Landing Bar and Grill off Lithia Pinecrest in Valrico. The Landing Bar and Grill. Land as strangers, depart as friends. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. While the week got off to a rough start, of course, with the Rays ending their playoff run up in Boston. And the Lightning opening up with a uh, 6-2 loss, very disheartening loss against Pittsburgh um, earlier in the week as well. But things, di- and we'll talk about both of those teams here shortly. But it got better on Thursday night when the Bucks go up to Philly and come away with a 28-22 victory. Uh, thought they played very well. Great performance by Leonard Fournette. 81 yards, two touchdowns. I think he had 22 carries. Also a great game by uh, Antonio Brown. He also had a touchdown, nine receptions, and 93 yards. He was a go-to guy. It looked as though Evans was being teamed by Slay and whoever else was uh, and the clever two. So that did leave... Um, it did leave... Brown open many times, which is unusual. The one thing about Antonio Brown is that he's been around long enough when the defense is playing zone coverage and the quarterback starts to scramble, he will find a place that is uh, there for him to be open in the field. So he's very good at doing that. He's done that his whole career, whether it be at Pittsburgh or wherever, but He is able to get to the open spot. And of course, Brady is accurate enough and astute enough to find him on that spot. So overall, the um, Bucs got off to a great start. I thought they played a fantastic first half. They scored 14 first quarter points. Um, Antonio Brown had a touchdown catch. Fournette had a rushing touchdown. And then he scored again in the second quarter. Uh, it's 21 to 7 at halftime. We added a touchdown in the third quarter to make it 28 to 7. And then the uh, Eagles came back a little bit. They um, had a couple plays where Hertz led them down the field. A couple pass interference calls really helped uh, the Eagles move the ball. Edwards had one, I believe. I think that 
in the scheme of things, if you look at how our defense played, you don't run on the on the Bucks. I, I heard some fans talking about, well, why can't Philly run the ball? It's not just Philly. It, no one can really run the ball on the um, on the Bucks right now. So uh, they they made it a little bit closer, but the score, even though it was twenty eight to twenty two, the game was never really that close, as the score indicates. Uh, if you look at Brady. Uh, 297 yards, two touchdowns. He only had one interception. And we mentioned about Fournette and we mentioned about Antonio Brown having great games. The thing about the Bucks, if you've noticed, as the season progresses, you're seeing us getting the running game going more. That took us till about the seventh or eighth week last year to be able to get that going and get that to the point where teams couldn't key on us passing the ball. And we have Ronald Jones and Fournette. Fournette has really come into his own this year, uh, the last couple games, I should say. Don't forget, this guy was almost cut um, last year when he really wasn't doing much. The Bucks said, listen, either you start playing or we're going to you know, find someone else. And he really is a big game player when it comes time for a money game. He's always there, ready to go. So um, he did have a great game. I, th- I think that if you look, O.J. Howard came into his own. He was a Behind uh, Antonio, he was a guy that a lot of times Brady was looking for last night. He had uh, six receptions, 49 yards. Uh, so after Brown, it was it was Howard. And I think you're going to see more of him. It's like Arian said, when you're double teaming Antonio Brown, which they haven't done yet, but he's so used to being double teamed that now when teams are double teaming Evans, it's going to leave someone open. They're double-teaming Godwin. So that someone's going to be Antonio Brown and or O.J. Howard. Now, with Gronkowski hurt, he's seeing some more time. And now he's a work in progress. I mean, he's all the skill, raw skill, talent that you could ask for. Um, but he uh, does need to get out there and play more and just you know learn the game from playing. And I think he's going to do that. So... And then as Antonio Brown now, after his second big game in a row, as teams start to double-team him, you're going to see Brady going to Godwin more. You're going to see him going to Evans. These guys are going to open up. You know, Cameron Brait uh, will be in there. Giovanni Bernard catching some balls out of the backfield. So we have all the weapons in the world that we need to on offense. And again, we're 5-1 and one right now. And I hear some people talking, ah, oh, but the secondary is banged up. And they are. Sherman, or last night, hamstring. I mean, you get this guy off his couch, basically, to come in here last week to play. And, you know, he's no spring chicken. So, yeah, he's going to have to work himself back into it. And unfortunately, early in the game last night, he, he pulled a hamstring. It looks as though he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. So that definitely does not help our defensive woes uh, in the backfield secondary. So we'll have to you know, put it together and, and find out. What really helps the secondary is when your front four, front five, are making that push and putting pressure on the other team's quarterback, which we're very capable of doing that. I thought the defense had a great game last night. Um, Shaq Barrett had uh, five tackles, 
Devin White had five as well. Uh, if you look at if you look at the whole defense, it was nice to see the depth that we also have. Minter, Kevin Minter came into play. Um, Mike Edwards, Cockrell. So these guys, not only do we have the whole starters coming back, 22 starters from last year, but we do have a number of the backups from last year playing as well, which really goes a long way, especially in a season where there's an additional game now, 17 games instead of uh, the usual 16 games. So overall, um, I'm not that concerned about the secondary. We have 10 days off now. I know the Bucks don't have to be back uh, into the facility until Tuesday. So they'll be able to get some time off, recuperate a little bit, and then get ready for the Chicago Bears um, next weekend. So love to hear your thoughts. Email me sports at power901.com. You could uh, call 877-448-7901. What were your thoughts on the game on Thursday night? Now we're in first place in the NFC South Division. And, uh, you know, I think we're definitely on schedule. We had that one loss to a Rams team that, uh, you know, pretty much outplayed us that game. Other than that, we keep on getting better each week, in my opinion, as far as putting the pieces together. And each season, even if you have the same team back, basically, there's always going to be something going on, either um, a slight injury here or there, something going on with you know, Brady's thumb, or someone gets banged up a little bit, some personal issues, some COVID, whatever it may be. Every season is different, so you really can't compare them. But what you can do is look and see, as long as you're going in the right direction, because momentum is going to take you either going forward or it's going to go backwards. Right now, the way I see it, the momentum on this Buccaneers team is going forward. And that's what you want to keep on seeing as this season progresses. Um, again, love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. Uh, what do you think at this point uh, should the Bucks be trying to do more? Do you want to see them run the ball more? Do you want to see Ronald Jones get some more playing time? Because right now, Fournette is basically a you know three back, uh, three down uh, running back right now for the Bucks. They're using him uh, almost exclusively where it used to be split with Jones. So um, you know, and again, it's a long season, so you're going to see Jones play, and he will be an intricate part of this offense as well. So, but again, perhaps you want to see him play more. How can we beef up that secondary? Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to. Um, always get away with pressure in the quarterback. So at some point, we are going to have to play tough man defense and be able to cover the other team's receivers um, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Sometimes you're on an island out there by yourself, but that's just the way this game is played. Anyway, thoughts, questions, we'll be right back to keep the show going. We're going to talk about the uh, Lightning and the Rays as well. We'll be right back on Power 90.1.
The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at thepropertyshopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking about the Rays. Need to vent a little bit here. I know a lot of you out there uh, had higher expectations for the Rays this uh, playoff season, as did I, certainly. Uh, for the life of me, I, I don't understand some of the uh, moves that were made in this series here against Boston. But saying all that, Boston was the team that played better uh, in that best of five series. Let's talk about that for a second. First of all, I really think that the series should be best of seven. I believe that you play 162 games each year. The least you could do when the playoffs come, you have the one game play in, that's fine. But then you should have all seven game series because the better team is going to win in a seven game series because you need to use more of your players and see who is deeper at that point rather than a five-game series. So all the momentum changed in game two when Boston uh, beat us. But I believe that if you look at the games that we lost, the, the pitchers that we have starting, McClanahan had a great first game. But then you come back and we get beat in games you know, two, three, and four for that matter, what was the difference from the regular season to the playoffs? Well, I think that the difference is, is that you need to have the names and the resources behind all the analytics, if you will, to be able to go out there and play. The Rays have really found a way to, and I give them all the credit in the world for this, found a way to master the regular season. We're talking about last year, uh, this year. Their system, first of all, they get the most out of any player that they have on their team, more so than any other team in Major League Baseball, in my opinion. The organization does a great job as far as getting these players to exceed their expectations in some situations. Obviously, people like Franco coming up, the sky's the limit for the um, skill level that he has, or Rosarina, etc. But as far as when the playoffs come around, the analytics, the way they were able to win 100 games in the season, and you know, winning 100 games, you're doing something right, obviously. Cash used 41 different pitchers in that stretch to win those 162 games. So during the regular season, the Rays have a way of winning. No doubt about that, especially in that tough American League East where you have uh, the Yankees, you have the Red Sox, you have Toronto. Uh, so you have some tough teams there. 
And we won that division by, I believe, eight games or something like that. So the regular season is not the issue. When you get to the playoffs, what you notice in the last couple of years is that the analytics that you use for a 162-game season, in my opinion, you can't use those for a five-game or a seven-game playoff. It's different. It's a different animal. It's a different mentality. And I don't think that the Rays as a organization in the dugout, starting with Cash, has figured that out. I think that um, they need to switch some things up and have a different mindset on how to proceed in the playoffs. They'll get back there next year. I mean, they have a great young team. And, you know, it's just the beginning with this team, I believe. Although it doesn't help uh, ease any of the disappointment of what happened this year because we should still be playing out there. We just haven't found a way to win yet. We don't have that winning. We haven't found the, the key to the puzzle on how to win in the playoffs go all the way and get a championship as compared to the Bucks, who have found a way to win a championship. We, the Lightning have found a way to win the chip. So we have to do that as a baseball organization. And in doing so, I think that you need to sometimes go back to the basics and fundamentals more so than relying on analytics. And I'll give you an example I think that Boston, their bats came alive from game two all the way on. Something triggered it, and I'm not sure what it was, but um, give them credit, their bats came alive, and they got some hits, and they scored when they had to, and they did make it look um, like they're out there having fun versus sometimes we looked like we're a little bit unsure. But here's the example that I want to give you. If you look in the last game, game four, which, by the way, the heart that these guys showed on our team being down 5 nothing, the way they came back and, you know, had a great chance to win the game. But here's something that Boston did that I haven't seen us do probably all year. So, as you know, we have ninth inning. Boston has um, Vasquez. He's singled on the ground ball. And... He's on first base. So Christian Arroyo comes up. What does he do? Sacrifice bunt. That's something I don't think the word bunt exists in the Rays vocabulary. If it has, I really haven't seen it this year. You need to play small ball and move the player over. Now people will say, well, the Rays don't do that, but Boston doesn't really do it either. Okay, maybe during the regular season they don't. But let me tell you something. They certainly did in the ninth inning of this game, game four, because Arroyo put down a nice bunt and all of a sudden now they have um, someone on second. Uh, to get ahead, now it's first and third. So you get the one of the hottest batters coming up, Kiki Fernandez. Do you want to pitch to him, or do you want to take your chances with Devers, who's nursing an injury? Now I'll give you, he's, he's having a great game. Can't take that away from him. But with runners on second and third, with one out, Tell me where the analytics show that you don't walk the guy to set up a play, a force at the plate, or a, a ground ball double play. 
Of course you do. But what do we do? We decided to pitch to Hernandez for some reason. And, of course, he hits a sacrifice fly to the outfield. Runner scores. Game, set, match. It's all said and done. So was it that one play? No. But that's just an example of things that maybe we need to change up a little bit to get to that next step. Analytics will get you so far. You have the talent. We have the talent, no doubt. Don't forget, we're working on a payroll that's just a, you know, a fifth of some of these teams. And when you're playing against the you know, Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, these teams with outrageous payrolls, no, they have outrageous talent. And we can hang and do better than all these teams, but we just need to find that winning ingredient to be able to do that. And um, I think it's going to start with, it starts in the off season. Like for example, this year, we, in my opinion, we lost the playoffs by not keeping Charlie Morton on this team. If we had Morton, then we have a legitimate starter in the playoff series. And then you have teams looking, oh, yeah, I know Morton. Yeah, he's a great player. So versus trying to you know, get the bullpen going, you know, we bring McClanahan in the third inning, you know, it, it changes the whole dynamics of the, of the uh, game like that. So I think that if you look at it, what we have to do is you have Blake Snell. We left Blake Snell and um, Charlie Morton go. So I think that those are things that really make a huge difference and get back to that finding a a winning attitude in the playoffs. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Maybe you uh, totally disagree, which is fine. 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-726-2194. 800-726-2194. 800-726-2194. That's 800-726-2194. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. The coolest game on ice has come back to start the season. Uh, what a dud, though, on uh, Tuesday night with the home opener. It was great seeing the uh, Bolts raise the flag for the fans and... Uh, just brought back so many great memories of the season we had last year. Um, and then we started playing, and it was just a letdown. Pittsburgh actually won the game 6-2, to two, and uh, we're going to put that one behind us and you know, keep moving on. And we did move on, and we had a great game on Thursday night uh, when we beat Detroit. I'm not sure if you had a chance to see that game, but we actually ended up winning 7-6 to six in overtime. 
And if you follow that game, I mean, there was a couple of things that were surprising to me. One uh, that we got down four to one at one point, and I'm wondering what's going on with this team. And then all of a sudden, Stamkos has two goals. Team gets fired up. Um, in between there, you saw the the Red Wings captain there, uh, Dylan Larkin. All of a sudden, sucker punches Matthew Joseph for us. If you saw the play, I mean, I know that Joseph got bored, um, Larkin got boarded, and he came back, and all of a sudden, there wasn't any penalty called. And then before you know it, he just turns around and, and sucker punches uh, Joseph. And then when it's all said and done, we get the penalty. I've never seen Cooper so upset in all the years of watching him. He was furious at the uh, the call. Well, long story short, though, we came back, and then uh, Killorn had the, the game-winning goal in overtime. It did uh, put us over the edge and evens the record, obviously, at 1-1. One and one. So uh, I think that if you – and again, starting with the early in the week when you had the um, Rays losing and then the first game with um, – with the Lightning, we didn't do so well. And then we come back, and then the Bucks look good, and then Lightning look good. So we're back on a good place right now. I think that if you um, keep going forward, I know that we play Washington uh, t- tonight, actually, at 7 o'clock. So that should be interesting. Ovechkin had a great game the other day. If you look at what the Lightning have to do this year, it's just, you know, get that chemistry back. You have new players. Whenever you have new players, it's going to take a while for everything to gel, and you're going to have to find a way to just um, keep everything in perspective. They re-signed Coach Cooper to uh, a contract this year. He'll be around for the next several years, and there's no one better at keeping a team focused and the goals in perspective and what needs to be done to achieve those goals on a daily and and weekly um, schedule. So I think that we definitely have the right players in place. And it's, it's, I can't believe we're talking about hockey already. It seems as though it just ended not that long ago, but uh, we're trying for a three-peat. And I think that the um, point right now that the Lightning need to just focus on is it's one game at a time and get comfortable with uh, some newer players on some of the different lines and focus on defense. Defense, of course, is what's going to win uh, Stanley Cups, as the, the Lightning know oh so well. And again, they have that winning mentality. They found the key to winning the championship, which we just talked about. They have found that the Bucks have found it, and the Rays are still looking for it. So it's, you know, we're going to get to that point where hopefully the Rays can get there as well. But talking about the Lightning, I think that uh, it's going to be a great season for them. If you can get out there and, and see a game, it's probably one of the um, better venues to go to. Uh, as far as a shorter drive, it's right here in, in Tampa. A lot of things around Channel Side down there. You could watch it on the big screen outside. So it's a, it's a great setup. Would love to hear your thoughts. Who's your favorite player on the Lightning now? Um, I know a couple people uh, got traded and left the team and uh, salary cap purposes. So the core, we still have, of course, Vasilevsky, the best goalie in the world. We have Kucherov, who may be the best hockey player in the world. We have Hedman, who might be the best defenseman in the world. So we have a great core uh, of people 
and would love to know who you think is going to lead the way this year and what we need to do to just be able to get back to uh, where we were last year. It's going to be it's going to be a challenge. Again, everyone's going to be out to get us. You don't win back-to-back championships and not have a bullseye uh, on your jersey, and, and they do. So uh, we, get, we have to be ready for it night in and night out. Again, 877-448-7901. We'll be right back on Power 90.1. Here's a COVID-19 update pertaining to cruise travel. Everyone wants to get away and go on a vacation. But let's face it, there's a COVID fear factor out there. But here's some good news. Taking a cruise is probably the safest place you can be right now. All cruise lines have initiated very thorough testing requirements for all passengers and employees. They've also enhanced their air filtration systems, continual cleaning of the cruise ships, and have much stricter occupancy limitations. What that means for you is you can have peace of mind knowing you can have a wonderful vacation on a cruise ship without putting yourself in a severe risk of getting sick. Make your cruise vacation plans now. Call and let one of Viva Voyage's cruise experts help you find the safest cruise package at the lowest rates of the year. 800-284-1349-800-284-1349-800-284-1349 That's 800-284-1349. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Shifting gears to college football. Last week's show, I had said that Alabama and Georgia were the two top teams and then everyone else after them. Well, after last week's games, it now looks as though Georgia is still on the top two. They're ranked number one, and Alabama slipped to fifth after a uh, loss to Texas A&M last Saturday night, which was really a fun game to watch. I think that, you know, you hear people this week saying that Alabama may have a hard time now getting to the uh, college football playoff at the end of the season. If that's the case, then... And we'll see what happens. There's still a lot of football to be played. It's the um, you know second week, third weekend of October right now. So a lot of football to be played. But if someone's going to tell me right now that Alabama is not one of the top four teams in the nation, then there's something wrong with the ranking system. Saying that, Georgia's number one. Iowa's ranked number two after their defeat of Penn State last week. Uh, Penn State was doing well. The uh, quarterback got hurt, Clifford got hurt, and backup came in and they blew the lead and um, Iowa won that game. So you have to have um, some depth in college football as well, obviously. Iowa's ranked number two. Cincinnati, five and all, they're ranked number three. Oklahoma um, won that shootout last week with Texas. They are uh, ranked fourth. Alabama fifth. Ohio State sixth. Penn State seventh at five and one, Michigan eighth at six and all, Oregon at four and one, and Michigan State at six and all. So if you look at that top ten that I just mentioned, how many teams are from the Big Ten? You have Iowa, you have Ohio State, you have Penn State, Michigan. Michigan State, five out of the top ten are from the uh, Big Ten. So looks as though that's one of the strongest leagues this year. Like I said, a lot of football to go this year. We'll see what happens. 
And there are some big games this weekend. Sometimes there there aren't that many, but this weekend there seems to be some um, really good games. You have Auburn playing at number 17, Arkansas. That's today at noontime. <laughs> They're both coming off losses, and they both need wins to keep their uh, SEC West Championship hopes alive. Um, Auburn's offense needs to get going. They really haven't, um, you know, played – Great, but they did run into Georgia, so you can't really go by that. And I think that um, Arkansas's defense needs a little bit of a boost after last week's track meet with uh, Ole Miss there. So that should be a good game. That's on at uh, noontime today, a couple hours from now. You also have number 12, Oklahoma State, playing at number 25, Texas. That's also at noontime. Uh, As you know by now, Texas suffered a... Heartbreaking loss to Oklahoma, but can really keep their championship, uh, conference championship hopes alive with a win over Oklahoma State. So um, that should be one of the better games today. I think the one that I'm looking forward to is number 11, Kentucky, playing at Georgia. Like we said, Georgia's number one ranked in the country right now, but um, Kentucky. Kentucky can beat just about anybody in the country. Um, And I think that this might be the SEC East Championship game. Uh, Both teams undefeated. But I think that Kentucky, they can make a massive statement if they can move the ball against uh, Georgia's defense. Georgia's defense is unbelievable. If you haven't seen them play yet this year, this may be the game to watch them. I think it's going to be interesting to see if um, Georgia's quarterback, JT Daniels, gets the start after missing the last couple weeks with a lat injury. So that game is on at 3.30 today. Another good one is TCU at number four, Oklahoma. Um, That's at 7.30 tonight. There's definitely some quarterback uh, questions in this game. There's, uh, you know, you have... Coach Lincoln Riley has really turned uh, that football complex into a a do-not-disturb area. You can't get in or out this week. He's not saying whether he's going to start Spencer Rattler or Caleb Williams. So we don't know who's going to be QB1 this week for Oklahoma. It's going to have to watch it to find out. So uh, we'll be doing that tonight at 7.30 as well. Uh, Also, you have Michigan State at Indiana. That's in a couple hours here. Michigan State's number 10, like we talked about earlier. I think that uh, they're probably one of the most surprising teams of the year. And uh, they have a a running back, Kenneth Walker, the third, who is uh, really coming into his own. That should be a great game uh, at Indiana today. A little closer to home, we have uh, the Gators are playing at LSU. That's also a noontime game. Big rivalry game. And it's really a a great chance for the Gators to keep the offensive momentum going. Uh, I think, on the other hand, you have LSU, and they really could use a uh, get-right win, if you will, to get the uh, sour taste of two straight losses out of its mouth. So we'll see. And then you have Purdue at number two, Iowa. That's also a a 3.30 game. So it's going to be interesting to see how Iowa reacts after playing Penn State last week. Um, Are they going to have a hangover? Are they going to come out and play at the number two team in the country? So um, the only other one that I think interesting would be uh, Arizona State at Utah. That's a 10 o'clock game tonight. I think that um, if you haven't watched Arizona State, they really have an unbelievable rushing offense. 
and they could put up some points. So that could be an interesting game. Love to hear your thoughts on uh, how your team's doing this year. If you want to shoot me a call at 877-448-7901 or email me sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to wrap up the show. Attention, we're here to fight back against false reporting done by background screening companies. Did you lose a job due to an inaccurate first advantage report? Have you been denied credit or had to pay higher interest rates on a loan due to unknown errors on your background check? Then we can help you. If you had a background check from First Advantage from November 2020 to August 2021 that involved fingerprints, you could receive a free cash award. The lawsuit claims consumers who took a First Advantage fingerprint background check were then falsely reported as having a criminal record or errors on their credit report. You could have been denied without even knowing the reason. If you had a First Advantage background check November 2020 to August 2021, call the IPG Law Group now for a free case review. 800-296-1360 That's 800-296-1360 Now, back to the show Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show On Power 90.1 Welcome back, Tampa sports fans Want to close the show by uh, Briefly touching on situation with John Gruden. Of course, it's been a crazy week uh, for Tampa sports on and off the field. By now, everyone's aware of John Gruden being relieved of his duties. Uh, I suppose he resigned or was forced to resign, whatever, over uh, comments that were made by him in uh, emails directed to Bruce Allen of the Washington football team uh, back in 2010, I believe, 2011. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the Buccaneers removing his name from the um, ring of honor that they have there. The, the statement on Tuesday evening regarding the move was this, quote, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have advocated for purposeful change in the areas of race relations, gender equality, diversity, and inclusion for many years. While we acknowledge John Gruden's contributions on the field, his actions go against our core values as an organization. Therefore, he will no longer continue to be a member of the Buccaneers' ring of honor, unquote. So uh, with that, his name has been taken down from the ring of honor and Obviously, it stems from comments that he made in emails that came out this week, uh, comments that obviously should not have been made. And when you're in a position of leadership, as he has been throughout his career, you just can't, you just can't say those kind of things. And, you know, for him to not be around football anymore is really going to be hard to imagine. However, that is the... Uh, status of the uh, environment right now in this country. And my question is this, why did this come out now, 10 or 11 years later after the fact? I know they were investigating the Washington football team and um, the ownership there, but uh, Daniel Snyder being the owner and all the you know culture that was going on there, which 
obviously um, needed to be cleaned up as well. But why now? Why did it come out now? Who ordered the code red on John Gruden and why was it done at this point? I, I think that there'll be more coming out in the next week. And of course, we'll touch on that too. But I'd like to hear your thoughts, uh, not on what was said, not on the particulars, but should he be removed from the ring of honor um, is the question that I'd like you to go to jimmybsports.com and um, let me know, shoot me an email on whether or not you think that was the correct move by the Buccaneers. And next week we will read a couple of the emails on the air. Unfortunately, guys, that's all the time we have. It always goes by so quickly. Enjoy the time we have together. Um, I've been your host, Jim Barron. You have been in the gymnasium. Hopefully you everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy the nice weather. Um, watch some good college football. Cheer on the lightning. And we'll talk to you next time on the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. We'll be right back.